0: minus three is presented for the people by caesar sportsbook you bet you get
1: with caesar's rewards must be 21 or older
2: i want to play that i'm getting the out of here i mean if you're not going to recover greg Graham, if you're just going to let him drive by you if the rest of you're going to let him catch the ball outside the three second lane and drive all the way in here without one guy challenging him then i'm leaving and you guys will run till you can't even suffer now i'm tired of this i'm sick and tired of I'm tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to around this week.
3: Minus three with Dave Damaschek.
4: Yeah, there you
0: heard some of his best work. We lost the general. Hi and hello, sports fans. Happy weekend overall to you. We appreciate you starting your weekend on Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern On social media, we go live with our 15-minute pregame show. We appreciate everybody who's watched it already. Spread the good word. Watch it on Twitter. Watch it on YouTube, on the Extra Points channel. And leave us a comment in there on YouTube, on Twitter. Do it both places. Great eps of Extra Points out there for your ear. Sarah Tiana. Yapped with Mark Ellis. Great and fun conversation all over the world of sports there. A great minus three that started the week with Doug Kazarian. Listen to all of them. Eddie Spaghetti and Jen on Wavered Wired. And like I say, watch them all on the Extra Points YouTube channel. Now, enough's enough. Let's say hi and hello to Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass and our guy sitting on top of Hollywood. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella?
4: Oh, my God. You know, we're into November now, but like we always say, October is, is the greatest sports month. And man, did it deliver uh, across the board. We had a sports equinox, you know, all, all four leagues in action. Uh, obviously, my, my Celtics out of the gate real strong. I gave out over 55 and a half wins. Looks like they'll blow by that comfortably. The Beast of the East. Uh, I mean,
0: you did say that at the time. And Drew Holiday was on the Celtics that was inexplicable and remains inexplicable now I mean you know obviously we're validated by how the Celts have started but I mean really that that's a, a gimme that we know is coming for Hench's bank account soon I no, hope you it's have like you go there.
4: it's like uh Celtics over under 55 and a half well how many games did they win last year 57 well they added zinger and Holiday right and, it's weird. And- it's very weird. Anyway, And so.
0: their chief rival, or at least one of them, the Sixers, is diminished. By the way, that's another weird one as we jump into, and we'll give you our best bets later in the episode here. Um, we'll jump into our world-famous GOAT and GOAT of the week, the range of humanity exposed here for the better or for the worst. Um, Yeah, it, it, it's what the Clippers were doing. It's one thing to get James Harden. But to do it on purpose, when the goal is (laughs) to win the title, inexplicable stuff. And then you remember, oh, it's the Clippers. So fully explicable. All right. I'm going to let you go first there, Hench, because I want to talk about Bob Knight. A lot of (laughs) complicated being thrown around. Complicated life. And, Uh, um, you know, trying to make sense of of who he is. I think it's fairly straightforward, but I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. But you start us off.
4: Shockingly uncomplicated actually. Um, But uh, by the way, I I don't always want to be the guy during these somber moments that has to point out that Brooks Robinson hit 267 for his career or Dick Butkus never made the playoffs. And I feel like I'm being cornered again with coach Knight. I'm going to be the grim reaper. Who, who's going to have to say bad things uh, uh, as we lay him to rest? Oh, look
0: at this! Look who's uh, look who's Babe Ruth pointing out the center field,
4: calling a shot. We already
0: know shot, where Hench but, is going to okay. go.
4: So, so you know, I, I know you guys like to do this a lot. I, I I'm I'm less comfortable with it, but I guess circumstances demand that my good goat is me because uh, uh, I, I, Spaghetti can 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 play the sound in this minor sporting event that you won't be watching called the World Series. I mean
0: I'll end up watching it, but I'm just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm not Rangers,
4: excited. Rangers in 5. That's plus 550. Rangers Ooh. in 5. That's right. Rangers in 5 to win the win the World Series. I hope everybody listened, had that plus 550 land in their bank account. Sweet breeze. Now you say like, "Why, you know, whenever you're picking the total number of games and this same thing happened when I gave out on this podcast, warriors in six over the Celtics in the finals two years ago, it's like, well, that means the warriors are going to win the championship on the road. That's right. Because the Celtics were a bad home team in those playoffs, just same logic Rangers, unbelievable road team, like unprecedented road team can't lose on the road. So it, I wasn't afraid to pick them winning on the road game five, which they did. So I just folding in, in, into the Rangers, good goat. There's so many beautiful aesthetics in sports, right? Secretariat, you know, like Michael Jordan, like so beautiful. Corey Seager's weight transfer, right? When they, when they lock in on that side shot of his swing, where you're just watching the way his body, the perfect physics of his body generating bat speed uh, is just, it's such a beautiful thing to behold, especially when, when you've, when you've been on the Rangers. Um, and arguably it's funny, you know, Red Sox fans permanently depressed at losing Mookie bets. but I wonder what Dodger fans are feeling given that even though they played together for that year and won the world series. In 2020, watching Corey Seager, who's got a 1200 OPS over two World Series MVP performances, versus Mookie, who has a 900 lifetime OPS in the regular season, and that falls to 710 in the playoffs. I wonder if there's a little buyer's remorse in Dodger Town as they as they watch, you know, Corey Seager join. Hmm. Sandy Interesting. Hunt, Bob Gibson and Reggie Jackson as the only two-time uh, World Series MVP. Winners. I was stunned by that.
0: You know, like we've talked about, everything's happened in baseball like 17 times. Like, I've never seen that. Is that a right? Yeah, the game's been around for 150 years. It's happened many times over. I was struck by that stat. That He's only... How, what was it? Two? I thought it was four guys who've won two World Series MVP. Position
4: players. Reggie and Corey are the only position huh. players. Uh, and then Koufax and Bob Gibson. Um, weird that Derek Jeter or one of the Yankees didn't do well, it. Yogi Berra or Mickey Mantle. Like they won every right. year. <laughs> Berra was won 10 rings. Like, you know, yeah. So, so that's uh, so, so wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, two things. I think with that,
0: He becomes the greatest Corey in the history of sports. Is that fair? Better than Corey Pavin? He won. How many he win? He won. How many um, Green Jackets did he take home? One. He won a U.S. Open or something. I I think Corey Seager now exceeded Corey
4: Corey Pavin. Won the Masters. That doesn't sound right to me. Spaghetti, I'll look it up. Uh, I could be wrong. Blunt, power forward out of Cincinnati. No, probably not. Corey Uh, Dillon. Corey Joseph. Uh, no, I don't know. Well, this is a, this is a fascinating. So, no
0: matter what, it's a bad name for a grown-up. but he's, right. he's given it a little more luster than it had previously. Yeah. The other, um, bit of nomenclature, Hench is, um, one of my favorite trivia questions that now in 2023 no longer works because teams have abandoned those, but that was one of my favorite ones was the two North American sports teams who have the same mascot name. Can you name them? The Rangers are one of them. And the Giants. The Giants, right. That still is true. San Francisco and New York, obviously. You you used to have, and you just saw them a week ago, the Houston Oilers shared its name with Edmonton. What other ones? Spaghetti, you know any off the top here? Cardinals. Cardinals, of course. Yeah, they played in the same city. That was cool when there were two St. Louis... Cardinals and they played in the same stadium all right let's move along we don't have time for all this Corey Continuing. Payton by the way
2: 95 U.S. Open okay I no know he masters. won a major I knew no he masters. won a major
4: that's all but the, p- the pea shooters the pea shooters can win the U.S. Open because it's like staying out of the rough but the pea shooters can't win the masters because you you gotta you gotta eagle 13 and 15 you can't you can't True. be hit 200 yards. All right. Hey,
0: by the way, before you move on with that, too, I also was thinking watching these playoffs as I did, which was not, you know, I didn't watch uh, all nine innings of all, every playoff game. But when I would check in on them, I was continually struck by something we've talked about, which is I feel like baseball's postseason is the furthest away from its regular season of any of the four major sports. Do you agree? I mean, like you always hear about when the NHL playoffs start, like things tighten up. And same thing you hear about the NBA and defenses emerge in the NFL playoffs. I mean, the the fundamentals are just completely warped. It's all, I know that more and more in June, you're starting to see starting pitchers go for two innings and then giving way to the bullpen. But that's all
4: uh, postseason baseball is now, right? well it, it i really actually enjoyed it, like as much as i bitched about the format which i still hate um i i did feel it did really feel like every pitch mattered you know you know bad calls by the umpires endless endless bad bad strike zones for entire games by umpires magnified obviously um and you know eovaldi big game nate uh you know, with, with runners in scoring position in every inning through the first five, like it was just, it was incredible that the dam never broke, you know, why, and you know, it's like, we've all watched when, when your football team's dominating and scoring field goals, you're like, we're going to lose this game. And Gallon was so dominant, but the D backs couldn't score. And you're like, sure enough, when Corey Seager hits a bleeder down the left field line, it's the floodgates are going to open. I mean, they only got they only got the one off gallon, and then uh, Seawald came in, and the seawall collapsed uh, as as he got shelled. Um, so I, I totally enjoyed the baseball playoffs. But moving to not my- oh,
0: good. See, look at that. See, you're not such a bitter soul after all. By the okay. way, Panthers, Florida Panthers, Florida and Carolina Panthers. They're in same region, but not the same town. That's gross. I don't care the, for that uh, one.
4: Uh, I love this Rangers team though, and and I was thinking. Kevin Carter, like he played in the Rookie League, he played in Frisco, he played in Round mm. Rock, and then he bats number three in the World Series. Like his year, like the locker rooms he's been in in double A, you know, and then he just he just ends his season batting third in on a World Series champ, unfazed, totally unfazed. Like that guy is such a stud. Uh um, so Rangers, Hench, Seeger. Evan Carter, all the greats, good goats, uh, bad goat. It's parents funny, who I- name their child Corey. Corey. I just remembered. I was like, I, 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 I have a couple bad goats that are possibly also going to be Spaghetti's bad goats, and because we have no pre-production, this is this could happen. So yeah. I'm invariably one of these two guys will probably also be Spaghetti's bad goat. But I'll start with Julius Randall. I mean, this guy is is close to unplayable for the Knicks now, right? He's shooting 27.6% through what? five and and turning it over three times a game. Had an eight turnover masterpiece recently. Like, I don't know. Like he has, you know how many block shots he has this year? Zero. Like these this is a worst five game stretch of anybody's career. Um, so you know, I did I did think the Knicks were gonna regress a little bit, be under 44 and a half. I think it was their win total. And uh, Julius Randle, the more minutes he plays, the more likely that seems to happen. My other New York bad goat simultaneous. Uh, Brian Dayball has to take some responsibility for what's, you know, the by all rights, the Giants should be looking to go five and four with with DJ coming back against the Raiders this week. But, you know, when. When Tyrod Taylor handed the ball off with no timeouts left, you know, whatever it was, 17 seconds against the Bills, you know, it's like, obviously, a 13-year veteran shouldn't do that. But it's also the coach's responsibility to make sure he knows there is no checking out of this pass play. You can whip it through the uprights, but you cannot hand off. So when your players are not executing, that starts to reflect on the coach. And if Graham Gano is hurt, he, if he can't plant his plant leg, then you – I mean, there's an argument that you go for it on fourth and one even if your kicker's healthy. There's no argument if your kicker's not healthy that you don't go for it on fourth and one. Dayball, I'm, I'm assuming you know the status of your players. So for him to send Gimpy Graham Gano out – to shank that field goal, to create the only possibility that Zach Wilson could get them in field goal range uh, was just was just shocking. And so, like, you know, I picked him in our betting in our gambling league. I picked him as coach of the year last year. One of one of my things I got right. But uh, but this year, man, bad goat, bad goat.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But you could also see that storm gathering. I know, you know, Spaghetti try to be optimistic about his team's fortunes in advance of the season. But yeah, you kind of felt like it added up. Yeah, weird season there because they don't have dimes. And like we will talk about on the 15 minute pregame show on Friday. Why? I mean, what an indictment against Vegas in Vegas, where there is zero home field advantage to be had. The Giants are an underdog. I mean, the bookmakers ain't reacting to anything other than what the result's going to be. And somehow they've cobbled together a path that the Raiders are going to win this game against the Giants with dimes. Spaghetti, any thoughts here you want to weigh well, in on? Or I shall mean, we save it if, for your goat?
2: No, I uh, no, no. Uh, Hench uh, has full bore on this one. I was not doing the any more Giants ranting. I mean, the the Giants schedule everyone knew going into the season was the beginning Part, like, portion of the schedule was super tough and they weren't going to, it wasn't going to ease up until right around now. And what's funny too is like that, that Jets game became more winnable because in the preseason, you're like, well, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and essentially a home game. So you, you assume the Giants were going to struggle. And then, like, what Hendra's saying, like they should really be, they should have been four and four at this standpoint. If Tyrod Taylor with 14 seconds left didn't hand the ball off, at and think worst, about that in the NFC and really, it, it, then you'll get frustrated as a Giants fan because sure. look
0: at, look at where they would be if they were four and four.
2: Right. Exactly. And they probably wouldn't have moved on from uh, trading away Leonard Williams and stuff. So, I mean, it's just uh, I, I don't want to win this game. I don't want to. They should beat the Raiders the, uh, who fired their head coach and offensive coordinator and, you know, benching Jimmy G. But, you know, the Giants, like I, I just it's a bad spot because. There's games you left on the table you could have won, but at this point, now at the number three overall pick uh, in the draft going forward, and you're already trading away pieces, uh, it seems like Darren Waller may go on the IR, and uh, Dory Jackson's definitely lost his step. So some of your guys you depended on are no longer going to be there. I-, I think it's best just kind of pull the plug on the season. So I- yeah, I mean, well
0: that's a, well that's my my bad goat. By the way, is all these NFL teams who clearly are rational enough, you would think. To regard the standing and be like, okay, we ain't going to the playoffs. We ain't winning the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if the Giants kind of see a path, and maybe you do in the NFC to maybe, you know, really get hot down the stretch here. And maybe that's why you hold on to Saquon. But anybody who's done done already at this point on the calendar, why did you hold on to these guys? Why did the Raiders, as they purge everybody, retain Josh Jacobs? Weird stuff. Give those guys up, those assets. The contenders will pay for those guys, those difference makers for right now, while you can go towards the future. Very strange there. I also, Bill Belichick, quick shout out. These rumors that the Patriots are going to trade him. I'm curious how you think about this, Hench. I, ja- I I like to jag around with the Patriots fans, as as you may have noticed. Um, I think it's deeply funny what's going on with, uh, with Patriots Nation right now as they try to make sense. The ongoing thing is, that Bill Belichick uh, and, and the hierarchy of great Super Bowl era coaches has has zero coaching tree. It's really weird. I mean, look at Bill Walsh and Bill Parcells and Chuck Knoll and Don Chula and Tomlin. Le- it's so strange. And people are very angry with me for pointing out that what really not my goat this week, but the goat to me is, as you look back at this, the big winner is Tom Brady. Clearly, he was everything. You know, that's that's the explanation for ever for why you won all those Super Bowls. Patriots fans getting upset with me for pointing that out. I'm not sure exactly why. Hench, how say you on that?
4: Uh well, obviously there have been a lot of flops. Uh, I will say Vrabel seems like a
0: a, a very that's not that doesn't count. He didn't coach with Belichick, well, he just played on. under him. Came, okay. he,
4: you learn he learned under him. Um, you know, I I find the was it Brady, was it Belichick discussion completely moronic? Like I why I, like why don't you like, care? You don't care? you don't want to give credit. I don't know. Where it's it's, due? You know, we just, you know, uh, my 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 nine-year-old has has divided all her candy. Uh she's got a she's got a she's got shelves with themes. And it's like, I don't know, is it the chocolate or the peanut butter? Like in the Reese's. Like, oh, I don't like. Belichick is a was a, a defensive mastermind. Brady's an offensive mastermind. Why do you have to pick one of those guys?
0: I don't know, because Brady went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl immediately in his first season, whereas Belichick has, you know,
4: been exposed there. By the way, right, shout Brady's, out. So Brady goes to Tampa Bay and he wins a Super Bowl yeah. with a game-wrecking defense that he has nothing to do with that that whooped Mahomes. Like, like what? Like so? Yeah, Brady takes care of his side of the ball, and and Belichick takes. Okay, care so of his you want to stay
0: with Belichick then? That's the that's the plan in twenty twenty four. You think that's a good a good thought? As you, a Let's Patriots say, supporter, I
4: won't I won't part with Bill Belichick unless somebody offers us a seventh round draft pick. For
0: <laughs> All right, you're tough but fair and loyal. That much is clear. Uh, <laughs> um, all right.
1: Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But ah, before you answer two words caesar's rewards those are the two words every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only caesar's can offer i'm talking about hotel stays vip experiences sports and concert tickets even more than just that it's not only an app it's an empire 21 plus must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana maryland massachusetts michigan nevada new jersey new york ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming or washington dc sports betting is void in georgia hawaii utah and other- other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 Gambler or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1 800 Gambler.net. Arizona, call 1 800 Next Step. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Cross and Casino, call 1 800 522 4700. Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.
3: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let's uh, let's then
0: kibitz about, uh, a- a- if I may jump in here, to Robert Montgomery night, the complicated soul that everybody's talking about, over the last uh, couple of days here. The two words, uh, besides just complicated, legacy. People are throwing that, what's his legacy? And I looked up legacy just to make sure. I mean, I think we understand what it means, but it's proper definition. Something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. And that's exactly what Bob Knight is, especially here in 2023. I don't want to get up on Mount Pius In this year of the Lord, I don't think it's that complicated, ultimately, what Bob Knight's legacy is or that it's that complicated. You know, people talk about it all the time. It's like the here and now morality that is applied to things that happened 20 years ago. Hence, you and I as joke writers for the last quarter century. Obviously, there are many jokes that you cannot tell now that we told previously inappropriate. Um, And I, you know you hear this tepid defense of grandparents and ancestors and all of that. Like they're from another time. Yeah, they were wonderful, loving souls. They had some ugly stuff and some ugly opinions, but Bob Knight was from another time. And that is, you, you, you cannot uh, disengage from that fact, you know, uh, from an 83 year old man. This is a cat who grows up steeped in military history, reverence for old school mentors He didn't love Ted Williams because he liked the Red Sox. He loved him because he was a military hero. He was an American war hero. He literally coached Army. His pals were Parcells and Belichick, where the opinion is might is right, and you're allowed to bully these kids because you're trying to help them along and teach them the right path and the whip over the carrot and all that. And he straddled that line. He was sort of the personification not in 2023, rather like the last decade of the 20th century, he was kind of the last man standing for that style, at least in college basketball, where you could get away with that. And, you know, I think that, I I don't think this, I think I'm pretty certain about this. I'm curious what you think, Hench. He couldn't get hired now, right? I mean, the, 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 the notion that he could have this run and this much rope it just would not exist in 2023. And I think it's fair to acknowledge that because the recurring thing that he would say when he would get pushback, aren't you a little bit too hard on these guys? Aren't you bullying them around? His thing was always like, the kids have not changed. We've changed as the grownups trying to teach them. The difference that I have with Knight is he means that in a good way in his defense. I say, no, no, it's good to, to progress yes you haven't changed bob knight to your detriment you didn't evolve most of us have and that and you know someone asked me 25 or 30 years ago would you ever let your ch- your children who then had yet to be conjured um would i ever let them play for bob knight no of course not i'm a delicate flower my children were presumably delicate flowers too we would not do well with that sort of tactic. And, you know, Larry Bird is not a delicate flower. He didn't like playing for night. He got out of there right quick. And so Neil Reed and Luke wrecker and all that ugliness that is completely valid on the side of those guys um, is, you know, I, I accept it. I hear it. I think they're right. Ultimately, but my kids, my daughter Three years ago, two years ago, loved the Disney princesses, loved them. But now if you ask her about those, she she can't stand them because she's ashamed of her past. You're not going to jam me into that corner on Bob Knight as somebody who is an IU alum who benefited greatly emotionally. I had so many good times with my pals, you know, that, that that's what it comes down to for me. He was a conduit for that. Am I supposed to? I know people say you can't like uh, Woody Allen movies anymore. What am I supposed to do? Unenjoy Annie Hall now? I mean, what do you want me to tell you about that? He is the source of so many great events in my life. So sorry, not sorry for that. Um, And I want to tell you my night story now to kind of round where he was and how he dealt with people. And I'll get into that in a second. But I'm curious what you think, Hench, as somebody who's objective and not, you know, biased by the good times I've had over, you know, certainly for the time I was at IU in the decade or 20 years after, I mean, my pals and I got together in Vegas to watch them play in the final eight and get to the final four. And all the times we gathered around in Bloomington and in Chicago and otherwise, I mean, you're not taking that stuff
4: away from me. How say you? Spaghetti. This is a new segment for the, for the show. This could be fun. Sheck asks me a question. I know. And then he talks. That was a record. That was a record. He asked a question. I start to answer. He did five minutes and thirty-eight seconds of talking. Hey, this ain't a we democracy. A it's unlike tonight. Like, I Coach don't even Knight know. Like me. Me. I'm, not I'm not here for what's democracy. the subject. Oh my god, it's been so long. We're ta- now we're talking about Woody Allen. I don't even know what to say. Like I you asked me a question half an hour ago. Okay, like, all right, oh Answer it okay, now. Okay, so first of all, great point. Like what I love about the Woody Allen that everyone has to go like, hey man, out of line. Yeah. The problem, Janet Maslin, is you wrote a glowing review of Manhattan and you knew how old Mariel Hemingway was in that movie. Like you can't, you can't go, Hey, we didn't know. We didn't know. like, no, you loved it. You wrote a review that's preserved on microfiche for all time. So it is funny when people get up on Mount Pius, but their record of the time is preserved forever. So coach Knight, the general, first of all, Obviously, he only would have been the colonel if American trader Tommy Tuberville had been in the Senate in 1976 when, <laughs> when Coach Knight was winning the title with Bobby Wilkerson and Kent Benson. Uh, but so. I'm, you know, like you, I'm not quite as delicate as you, I don't think. You know, I, I had some I had, you know, Chuck Stinger Honeywell as, as a coach in high school, Um and, but I think largely I'm on the like evolve side of the argument generally, but I got to say, man, I'm looking at these American college campuses and going, "Whoof!" maybe I owe coach Knight an apology. Like there's, there is there, we've become untethered from gravity. Like there, there needs, there needs to be hierarchy. There need to be rules. The coach has to be the boss. And on this podcast, I, I did say, you know, I, I posited to the to the women of the Spanish soccer team, w- would you put up with this if it meant you won the World Cup? Like, you're going to win the World Cup. You're going to have the greatest experience an athlete can have on the planet. You're going to win the World Cup, but you're going to have to not like your coach. Um, and I think, like, the reason you see those testimonials from from his players is because they know, while it was difficult, he was responsible for the greatest experience of their lives. So it's it's pretty big, yeah, right. Now I don't think Neil Reed's gonna gonna write an op ed piece of how all, how much he learned from the. Well, jet- he's
0: definitely not because he passed away a decade or so ago.
4: Okay, so he's he's you know maybe well maybe he said. To be published upon the death of Coach Knight. Um, but you know, like, Confederacy and
0: Dunces kind of deal. Okay. When
4: you when you uh when you talk about the carrot and the stick, I don't I don't do, were there carrots? Well, I mean, you
0: know, obviously there are there's a small percentage of his guys who just didn't like it. You know, some guys just didn't like the heat he put on them and they would transfer away, but the you know, and they're high-profile stories too. Um and, but there and, were no and,
4: carrots. There were never any carrots. Like when like there was no I think Shoshevsky had a balance of like love and tough love. I think I guess, but I mean I don't
0: think anybody's forcing Calbert Cheney to sing songs or Isaiah Thomas or anyone else, the high-end players who say that Coach Knight didn't just make me a better basketball player, but set me up for life and positioned me to comport myself as a grown-up as I went out into the world. I think that's all valid. And I also think that you hear the stories of the people who are closer to him. And the older I get, the more I kind of circle the wagons and talk to my kids about, like, your family is what matters the most. They are the people that are going to be there with you. His close circle of people all obviously sing songs about – how thoughtful he was and the check-ins on their physical well-being when they were uh in the hospital or ill or otherwise. So, you know, I mean, what what I think from from you know, thousands of miles away, or certainly somebody who observed him on TV and thinks he was a bully and everything, really don't stack up with the guys who had
4: direct exposure to him, right? I'm just thinking, like Henge speaks ill of the dead. It's a great, great segment. It's a great segment for us. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like you're like, ask me what I think about Bobby Knight. And I'm like, well, gosh, I don't know if it's the day for me to go to explain, like say how I feel about Bobby Knight. I will say this though. You know, I think everybody knew the Bobby Knight uh, in the, in the combative press conferences, the Bobby Knight with the media, the Bobby Knight choking his players. Um, but, you know, I got to hang out with Bobby Knight in the Fox sports green room and I'll say, off camera, when nobody's around, impossibly arrogant jack, hmm. still a monster. Like, he okay. was very consistent. He wasn't performing because he was on camera. I mean, you know better than I do, obviously. You got the full force of, of that guy's meanness. Uh, you, you were like, you can't choke me. I'm not on your team. <laughs> like, why are you putting your hands on me? I'm just a student.
0: All right. I did have my run in with Coach Knight and you know what he was right about and deserves credit for. And I would think you would celebrate the fact that you park your car in the same garage as Coach Knight unofficiating. officiating. He was way ahead of the curve on the rest of society on that one. Boy, these guys stink. He was right about that. I, as a Ernie Pyle School of Journal- Journalism graduate now, I was matriculating at the time. I wanted to show Coach Knight. I thought it would be cute. It would be great for my future in journalism, theoretically, if I could interview Bob Knight. So I penned him a letter and said, um, hey, Coach Knight, let me show you that Indiana University is creating a better future generation of journalists. I'm going to come and interview you. Can you create some time for me to do so? A week later, I called up his assistant at Assembly Hall high above the uh, the court that everybody has seen a million times on TV, sat his assistant. I, I got her on the phone and I said, I don't know if you got my letter, expected a quick rejection. Thanks for sending it. No, no, she said, Coach Knight will see you on Wednesday right after practice at blank time. I showed up there, couldn't believe it, over the moon, and I, I, I ruminated. What if Coach Knight really got into me? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be a great thing? You know, he's done it to so many different people. Wouldn't that be a fun thing if Coach Knight yelled at me? So I went down there, and I brought a camera with me and a and a shooter, and I went to that office, and I said to the assistant, and there she sat at her desk where Coach Knight had thrown a potted plant against the wall um, in uh, a couple of feet away from her head. Didn't hit her or anything. But anyway... Um, she said, Coach Knight's down on the floor. Actually, they're wrapping up practice. I have to go down onto the floor at Assembly Hall to do this. I went down there and there were wrapping up practice, shooting free throws. Calbert Cheney, Allen Henderson, Damon Bailey, all the heroes of that Indiana University basketball team. And Coach Knight, I went and sat up. I was I was I was racked with nerves, walked out to center floor and set the camera up and Coach Knight Walked over six foot four. Didn't know he was he was such a statuesque man until I was in his presence. And he looked like an eagle almost. He was a striking man as he walked over in his in his red sweater. And the first thing out of his mouth was, What the F's with this camera? I thought we were doing a, an interview here. Nobody said anything about it being on videotape. And so it went. He I, I convinced him that we needed to get it on video. I uh, I had it was in the winter semester in the fall semester. And so they had lost the previous spring to Kansas. And I said, you know, they'd gotten embarrassed by Kansas, in fact, in the tournament. And I said, is there any motivation? Does that do anything? Some sort of, um, you know, reckoning against the Jayhawks for you, for the players and everybody, you know, several months after the fact. And he said, if that's the kind of question you're going to ask me, we can wrap this up right here. And I, I, oh, uh, wow,
4: what a delight. I thought I was going to be the only guy speaking ill of the dead. Well, I also, well, I,
0: I think I went for a second question and then he gave me the, uh the, like, is this, is this the line of questions you're going to ask? Cause uh cause we can wrap it up here. And, um, and so he said, you know what, let's stop this here. And I'll tell you what, if you can get your together by tomorrow, we can come back and try it again. And, um, and then he turned and walked by. Paused, came back, said, "Also, I need that videotape." And at the time, the uh, the the tape of the day was a, a high eight tape, like the size of a little audio cassette back then. And he took it with him. And uh, the shooter that I was with, as he walked off, we were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that actually just happened." We we thought it would be funny if he yelled at us. Not so funny. What 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 the hell just happened here? And then my shooter said. You know, on that tape, I have a bunch of other stuff. We need to get that thing back. We can't let them have it. And we went and knocked on the door and uh, to the trainer's office that he had gone into. And a trainer, student trainer, stuck his head out and said, sorry, guys, that tape's gone. That tape's gone. And he laughed and, and uh, went back to wherever he came from. And then I thought about it like the rest of the evening. Am I going to go back? I don't have to take this BS from this guy. Why would I do it? I thought about it. I did go back the next day. I asked him some softball questions. He concluded it by saying, now that's how you do an interview. And then as a gift, he said, by the way, here's your tape back. And he gave it to me. He had had them glue and tape it all back together when we went back and put it into the machine. Of course, it didn't work, but it was a generous deed by the general. That was my that was my run in with Coach Knight.
4: Send it to Quantico. They might be able to. I'd love to see that. We need the video. I got to see Coach Knight. Uh, I so, got lambasted so by year, him. So what years? Did it make spent? me better? Did it make me better in life? Obviously I don't, I don't not. Know. Obviously not. Um, <laughs> I love that you had check home syndrome, though, and you just went back for more abuse. I really did think about okay. it. Do I Thank go back sir. or not? Thank you, sir. Can I have another? You um, would go back, to. What what years were you at IU? Uh 2016. No. I think somewhere no, around seriously. there. Seriously. Were you there for, for Keith Smart? No, I did okay. not. Uh, so, okay. Right. Sorry. But that's Keith what I was gonna say. So so okay, so as you look back at at the undefeated team in 76, right? It's undefeated. And then there's Zeke. Uh is like that's 81, 80, 81. Yep. 81 uh, and then there's 87 and there's, Keith smart and Keith smart and 87 what like rank those three as a as someone who wasn't there for any of them like how do you think coach knight would rank them
0: oh well definitely 76 is his favorite team they ran the table after all like he loved isaiah and all although for, i would say it's interesting i mean like that's kind of like you know i talk about the people who praise him but obviously had a Big falling out with Coach K at some point. Seems like they settled their hash by the time Coach Knight passed. But, you know, Steve Alford, I'm not sure where that relationship ended up. But obviously that got acrimonious. I thought the best – I thought one of Dickie V's best moments and, you know, as the voice of college basketball. And I think we still don't celebrate him quite enough. I think people love to – Agree, agree, I think people punchline him way too much and before his illness and everything else. I mean, he really – popularized the sport as much as anybody did. Um, I thought it was uh, it, it was su- a, a moment of grace or whatever you would call it when Knight was, you know, I don't know if he was in a state of dementia or whatever, but when he went back to Bloomington a couple of years ago and had an interaction with Dickie V on camera and, and Knight was out of it. And he kind of like went at him, like he was going to punch Dickie V and got mad. Dickie V was, was so gentle and so kind and kind of laughed with Knight to, to take the heat off of him. The last couple of years for Knight would have been worse if Dickie V reacted differently to that. I thought that was a great moment, but yeah, I, I listen, but most people who interacted with him and had relationships with him, don't don't just say, yeah, he was all right or misunderstood. They, they care about him deeply. So, you know,
4: for what that matters. I would argue, though, that when you run the table, there's, you know, the the, the expectation is you're going to win. Whereas going up against Derek Coleman, I mean, that 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 Indiana, that was like that was a coaching job. Right. The, 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 the Keith Smart championship. Oh, I'll do
0: I'll do better than that for you. 92 and 93. Calbert Cheney is the best player in the country. Um, but the 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 roster or the or the rotation does not stack up anywhere close to. This is the era of some real heavyweight college basketball teams, probably as we've talked about before, all of whom could whip the best team in college basketball now. You had Jamal Mashburn with Kentucky. You had Eric Montrose and that great UNC team that won it in 93. The Fab Five. Kansas was mighty at the time. Um, and the the Hoosiers had really like this iron seven that played and no one else. And they never filed out. Matt Nover, who you might remember as the kid who got the tractor in what's it called? Blue chips, is um he was the center, and he was banging with Jawan Howard and Chris Weber and um, Eric Montrose, and held his own. I mean, it was really uh, Christian Laettner in the final, in the um, yeah, in the final four, and all of that. That's the thing I think, from a basketball perspective, as a Indiana Hoosiers fan, that he had those teams not competitive in the Big Ten, but at the highest level, and had them at number one amidst these all-time juggernaut teams was was something it's a bummer that they didn't get the cut down the nets either of those years as good as they were alan henderson's knee injury is what derailed that 93 and then the bummer postscript for him is because he gets fired is mike davis his assistant then takes that team to the final four and it makes you wonder hey great story that mike davis surfaces and they go on this run with tom coverdale and and that gang but if coach knight Head stuck around does he take them all the way to the national title past future indiana hoosiers coach kelvin sampson a fun what if anyway good times with coach knight for dave i get the outside noise you just heard the reasons why i relate to it understand it completely but you you ain't gonna make me disavow having enjoyed what coach knight did, well, well, you know my life That's obviously,
4: it. uh I you know I've gone through some of that with Belichick never, sure. never met the man but uh you mentioned like jokes you couldn't you couldn't write or couldn't tell um I wrote a joke for Dickie V at the SBs mm. that he wouldn't tell at the time never mind I said I the joke was basically like you know I screamed so loud I shattered my glass eye. And, and then, and then he, <laughs> so then like it get like, like it goes down to like, it goes down to the stage. And then it, and then it's like, he, he, you know, Dickie doesn't get this joke or he doesn't get this joke. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, you know, it's obviously it's, it's rough, but like, and then it, like, there's back and forth like runners going to the ESPYs the rehearsal space. like I never have this conversation with Dickie V, but then, finally the, the it comes back to me it's not glass it's plastic oh oh well then oh well then the joke makes no sense <laughs> insane but i agree wrong with people what i agree what? i agree uh underrated figure uh i i love dickie v i I've, I've always felt that he's underrated as a as a force you know of good
3: um
0: OK, so there's that. So so there's my spiel on night. Interesting stuff from Hench. Spaghetti, how say you? Goat and goat. You just uh, did. Did we cover it with New York or you got more meat
2: on that bone? No, I have uh, different goat and goats here. The first one. Uh, I'll he start already
4: with- said, by the way, if you listen to what your your co-hosts, he already said he had other stuff. But
0: yeah. no <laughs> I didn't uh, know what he said. No, no, no. I didn't hear it. Hench, excuse me, please. Go, come on down from Mount Pius so we can listen to Spaghetti's thoughts together.
2: I'm gonna. I'll start off with my my good goat, and obviously, it's a very uh, upsetting subject. But I think the response to it has been um, great. If if anything else, um, obviously, the the tragedy with uh, Adam Johnson, the former Pittsburgh Penguin player who who passed away uh, basically on the ice after a crazy collision um, with the, getting a skate to the neck, and he was playing, I believe, in Nottingham over in England in a, a league there. And uh, just seeing the NHL's response to that uh, with half of it being like obviously putting his decal of his initials on their helmets and and every team basically doing like a video montage and just paying their respects to him. So uh, great job there. But it didn't end just there. The Penguins now are enforcing that their entire minor league system. They do wear neck guards, which I think is phenomenal. Um, the NHL is already discussing it. Gary Bettman and the NHLPA are discussing uh, not only cut resistant materials on the entire uniforms, but uh, if all the professional players in the nhl should also wear the net guard too and i just think you know obviously it's a miserable scenario it's not something that we see that often luckily for the sport but But let me say i think we have
0: seen it enough that it's not like a one-off it you know obviously i
2: mean i mean to the point of like a malarchuk or obviously adam johnson but it it happens a lot mainly with their wrists your wrists do get cut
0: right but Um, i mean like that i mean obviously and I don't want to go down. there. let's let's see what all shakes out, but if you've seen the video, it's pretty wild
2: what yeah, how Yeah, I don't I don't
0: I know. I, I, don't, I mean I don't know. I don't want to start slinging arrows, but man, that was it's weird strange to
2: see somebody's uh, skate get up that high. That's why we don't see it. The, 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 these are the best skaters in the world and they know how to keep everything um, near the ground. Now it's probably not supposed to lift your feet on hits. Um, I don't, you know, they're flying at crazy speeds. And I, I'm, I know the player um, that, that did it. I, I don't think his intentions were to kill a man if I had to say that, but do I think he has apparently he has an edge to his game? Uh, but again, I don't, I don't think that was his intention, but I just do. I really like the fact that like, yeah, the, they HL, definitely yeah, HL, right. was great. adding, adding, these um neck guards i think is just there's no reason to let your players be exposed to injury and even getting the equipment to have stronger material that doesn't rip through when the when the blade hits it, i think is great so um just you know obviously the league uh it does a great job at you know supporting uh I just like the fact that Batman's open to talks, um, which is something you don't really see with commissioners nowadays. So uh, I think it's better for the league to do that. And again, kudos to the penguins for uh, really installing it immediately to their minor league team to have that. So I think that's great for the player safety and hopefully the NHL will have that sooner rather than later. And I know that uh, a video montage does not bring back a, a man's life, but I think the NHL community is just really the strongest in the four major sports. And to show that was just a, uh, by the way, how about the, what
0: was neat was not the moment of silence in uh Pittsburgh's arena, it was a one last ovation, which I think is mm-hmm. uh is sweet to do for somebody who was making his way in the world the way he was making it. But yes,
2: good thoughts, spaghetti. Yeah. And then to to go to my uh my bad goat here now. I think this is gonna be the hot take. This is gonna be the one that you guys will push back on. What but- a
0: gentleman spaghetti is. He didn't even brag about his rags. Look at him. He gave a compliment to the Pittsburgh Penguins I'm, organization. I'm You're too-
2: growing, Spaghetti. You're I'm growing almost- as a man. Third in the NHL in points. Um, last time I checked, I'm I'm almost too nervous, but they're playing. Laval had done a number with this team, and they're playing actual great hockey, not just relying on Igor. And the number have a comb
0: over backwards to cover his bald. The, the bald
2: spot, yeah, it's a great look. Um, I, I wish NHL coaches didn't have to wear uh, suits and they could wear like hats and stuff like the uh the NFL. But uh, anyway, um, I so look. I'm not a fan of Dabo Sweeney. Uh, obviously, no, a lot of people are not, are not fans of his due to his comments and political beliefs and whatever. I'm not even getting into that. What my my bad goat are the Clemson fans and the Clemson media that kind of created this storm of saying that this team like should be way better than they are, and and calling him and saying they're a disgrace for being four and four. I just want to say like the college football and we all know this, like there's only a really a handful of teams that year in year out are going to be in the conversation for a national title. Um, And it's usually sometimes less than a handful. And Clemson went from never being that to becoming that really until like the, basically the, their loss to Notre Dame last season. Um, They were eight and up until that point. Then they've been seven, they're seven and seven since that blowout loss uh in South bend. So I, I, For fans who have seen, I believe, since 2016, they've been to four national championships and they've won two of them and have been in the playoff almost annually and are the kings of the ACC until this year. Like every, almost every other fan base in college football, besides Alabama and Georgia, would pretty much kill for this position. And the fact that they have the audacity to be like, "We're not up to the standard this year." It's like, well, you ran into a, a buzz solve in ACC. The ACC has never been this good. And I mean, FSU being a, a legitimate title contender, and then seeing how you know Duke is supposed to be great and they they had a good stretch. Uh, Louisville shocking a lot of people. It's just a t- and Drake May is obviously still in there with UNC struggling as of late. But there, it's still- Still a way better conversation than it has been. And just to see, like, the the hubris of this fan base and expecting more when you were nothing without Dabo. Like he created this program and you became a top-tier program, a program that people expect to be good. And it's and it's like I understand that having expectations is what's, is what's causing this, but you would rather be in the position you're in than being a five or six win team and being on the bottom of the of the list in the ACC. So to me this is insanity for them for him to come out and double down and say and like I agree with his comments saying that like you know, you, they're, they're almost like too arrogant about where they are. It, it's like, again, he's not a likable guy, but what he well, did to your the program is you,
0: you have to include that part. In my opinion, Hench, what do you think about all this Dabo berating a kid who calls him on a radio? I, would, I,
4: I mean, he you know, you, you, he might be at the tippy tippy top of Mount Pius, right? I mean, he's on such close personal terms with the Lord. Obviously he's lorded that over us for, uh, going on seven years. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I enjoy it when someone that pious gets their comeuppance, obviously, uh, not just on the field, but with, you know, by his, uh, loyal subjects, uh, sticking it to him. Um, you know, I, Spaghetti's right. Like, I mean, at least like as Patriot, absolutely. Fans, he's right. Right. Uh, the- at least as Patriot fans, like we, we let the decline phase go a little longer, no, before. you did, our, but okay. Our, our Belichick jokes. <laughs> no, really, I've been sitting on the Belichick jokes until this year. Well,
0: I also think that's – that's a, my pushback to that is – and the spaghetti is that by the Clemson standard, this isn't the first year. I know that they were relatively good last year, but not by their standard. And I think college football fans get real spooked when their coach is like, ah – I'm a multimillionaire, but like NIL, we've lost our way. And that's going to scare off some percentage of kids who might go there, I think. And that that decline phase in the way college football goes with NIL and everything else, you start rolling downhill in the wrong direction. Like that ain't going to be good. It's going to be hard to get back. I think that's what people are reacting to. Sure. Like, uh oh, our our magic little era is ending here. I think that's sure. and, you know, and I get it. He's
2: making 11 and a half million dollars a year and stuff. But that that stretch for Clemson from 2015 to 2021 is an all time college football stretch sure. for national championships. Like winning the ACC without question, a, a shoe in for the playoff. I mean, there are there are programs like very good. I mean, like USC and Notre Dame and Michigan and programs like this who would kill to be in that position, who are historically great uh, since the beginning of college football. Clemson does not have that background and Clemson's only been good really this good recently because of him so like it's one thing when fan bases like get on the the new head coach and 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 crush them because they're used to the history but the history is Dabo like Dabo created the history of Clemson so that that's why to me it's so frustrating as a fan of a team that's like clawing to get to that spot uh and to see like them just being like oh we, we I want to be good again it's college football is so insanely difficult where one loss really could take you out of the playoff picture and I I just don't like I, I mean, what insufferable fan base, and it's making. I
0: hear you, but if they don't bounce back in 2024, it's going to get real hot. That, well, like, if they this is a big upcoming 12 months for Dabo, I think in Clemson because he's a gets to be a victim of his own success. To your point, and and, and
4: you know, and a victim of his hypocrisy, right? Because I, you know, Spaghetti pointed out the 11 and a half million, right? And and Dabo's defense of his obscene salary was he started talking about the free market. This is how it works when you're the best, you get paid this much. It's like, right, but only in a sport where the labor is free. So then once you go to an actual free market, which is NILs, like, okay, now we're gonna have a, we're really gonna open the marketplace up to the people who do the work. Now Dabo's not competitive. Interesting.
0: Right. Because one's faith, when you could go into somebody's living room and be like, I'm gonna raise your son, and we relate on that important level. Uh we, we share the same faith, falls away when it's like uh fifty thousand dollars if you if you do this for, <laughs> for our program. Um here's good news for you, spaghetti, as we jump into our best bets for the week. I think the Clemson players rally around their man Dabo. I'm sorry, I'm not saying this to get your goat. Against the Irish, I think it's real weird that Clemson in Death Valley is a is a three point underdog. Irish are mighty. I was wrong last week about Pitt going into South Bend and keeping it fi- fairly close within three touchdowns. They didn't not just do a that little,
4: not just a little wrong.
0: All right, that's in the rear view. We don't have to talk about what happened there. It, it, all it did was cause the entire pit program to collapse. All the players now bad-mouthing the head coach and and all that. I don't want to talk about that. It's ugly. Well, that,
2: that's going to happen for Clemson too. They've been awful this this last Well, that's month. what I'm saying,
0: right. So you, I get it for fans are scared. They, people don't like change that's negative in their lives or what they fear is coming there. By the way, both of you, real nice. Uh, Hench, I appreciate you. Not bringing up as your bad goat, Dave Damashek, who a week ago chided you for your Bruins losing oh, to the Ducks. Oh my God. It was so it was so perfect. Um, no, it wasn't. It
2: was in, so it was sad. All, Ducks undefeated in their East Coast trip.
4: You know, so they are so talented. Sheck for 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 our, our listeners, um Sheck. Oh, and I, I want—I want to get this guy's name because he—he—he he, he tweeted at us, and I appreciate him. I'm going to say Rory McGuire from from memory, but I should—I should confirm that. Yeah, Rory McGuire uh, won 100 bucks on my Rangers pick. Good for you. Oh, nice. Rory. I like
0: all the people who weigh in as soon as there's a bad call. That immediately people think of Kevin Hatch. People start dropping me a line on
4: social media, like,
0: "Oh, hench isn't gonna like that one." There goes oh, twenty five minutes. Well, God, of the you, next yeah, episode. I forgot.
4: I forgot what a week you had between your pens and your and your stillers and um, Pitt. And, 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 oh, but so oh. so, Shaq. So the 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 Bruins kind of a surprise. This they're not, you know, they're picking up where they left off in the regular season anyway, and they're they're storming out of the gate. They have a two goal lead against the ducks with two minutes left. They give up two late gu- goals in, in regulation and they give up a goal in overtime. And Sheck sends the snarky text to me with and Spaghetti. snarky. I oh just wanted gosh. you to know. I know did they're the, your favorite the team, ducks? and I did wanted the you the to bees, see what was did the Bees lose to the Ducks now. So I asked Sheck. Did he know when he sent that snarky text how soon the Ducks were popping up on the Penguins' schedule because it was beautiful? I didn't know that the Pens were about to host the Ducks, that this is even is more spectacular than the Bruins blow, blowing the two-goal lead. So the Pens not only blow a late lead, but then are on a five-on-three to win the game at the end they're as the 5 they're doing nothing on the five on three. And then as the five on three is expiring the greatest defenseman in the world, the, the Norris trophy winner. I mean, if you add this guy to the hall of fame core of the pens, there's no way they're looking up at the Columbus blue jackets. They're on their way to the, the fourth cup. They've got number 65, Eric Carlson, best defenseman in hockey. he, he turns the puck over. It's still a five-on-three, mind you, because the guy coming out of the box is not on the ice yet. He turns the puck over. It's just shock, such a shocking matter, uh, manner, which which then releases. I mean, the guy coming out of the box is the fourth skater uh, for the for the uh, Ducks, and he scores on a breakaway. And it's all it's also delightful to to the guy the guy who started it. To, to to shekels who started it and and then and the ducks just keep rolling we're i don't the- care i have five
0: cups screw you go get another one in your uh you you, you have a what one in the last 40 years pipe down all right now listen and now a quick break
3: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Clemson's going to win straight up. Sorry, Spaghetti. I, I really do think that's what's going to happen. This, you know, this is an inflection point for the program now. Like, they get I... whipped again at home. Like, that's only going to get that snowball uh Gathering more I don't snow, think you right?
2: actually believe that. I don't think you actually believe that. I think if, if somebody was like, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to kidnap. I, I just feel like if somebody was like, we're going to kidnap your family, if you're wrong with this game, there's no way you feel confident about taking Clemson with how bad they've been this year
4: somebody kidnap my family Wait, i'm just there. i'm giving you a hypothetical of you have all to be the right examples of really? all examples <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> wow i'm saying if you one. had high st- no it's not at all if you had high stakes if you really had like if you really felt i just don't see how you feel confident of them winning this game on like on the money line i don't know i just don't see it i
4: just want to be clear even though i did pick the rangers in five and i did pick the warriors in six two years ago and the nuggets in five last year and kind of on a roll I'm not confident enough in any of these picks to put the well-being of my family. I'm like, I'm a little down. But Fair. I'm not, you know, I'm not super confident. Well, it's
2: it's a little bit better than saying like gun to your head. So I that's digit. Too, that, that's How about u- digi- that's How about a digit? The- like
4: we've done before.
0: We've bet we've bet fingers on these. But things the idea is we're
4: gambling, so. so it's like like you could say like I don't believe <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, believe you'll put a hundred dollars. Not, not, not a hundred, but a million. What it was that? I don't the believe you'll put 200 dollars. I mean, unfortunately,
2: but, not legally in California. But
0: uh, okay, okay. So that's what that's one two Florida State. Plus five fifty to win the national championship bet that then hedge. Cause they're definitely going to get to the final four. No one's going to beat them between now and the, the final four and the big one spiritually. If you ain't betting the chiefs and dolphins over, I don't know what to tell you. You're joyless. Hench. how will say you.
4: Okay. Uh, I like the, I, I threw it out on the 15 minute, uh, pregame race show. Um, I like the Cowboys to win outright against the Eagles. Fun, uh, I, I and then you know we haven't we haven't gotten into it at all because there's so much going on. But uh, real fun start to the English Premier League soccer season over there in the old country. And I like Newcastle plus one eighty to beat Arsenal this weekend. Arsenal coming off a walk in the park, they go up in class a little bit against the Magpies uh, at St James. Sounds like
0: uh, Toby and uh, Brett over there on Covered in Glory have their next guest. Somebody to weigh in on Premier League. I action. owe Toby
4: a text. I I really do. I'm I'm bad.
0: Spaghetti. How say you?
2: Uh, well, I'm in mean, direct opposite of how you feel about Clemson. I think I really do think Notre Dame is a top five team in the country, um, despite their poll record uh, or poll ranking, whatever. I, it's just an unfortunate season. But Clemson's just been miserable this last month. Their best shot of the year was to beat FSU, which they almost did, but lost in overtime. Um, Notre Dame started the downfall of Clemson. And I think this is really going to hurt them with a the big loss at home. Uh, the other one I like a lot is uh, I don't know if you can find this yet on Caesars, but the next coach fired Ron Rivera. I mean, it seems like from everything we've read that their new owner, Josh Harris is not going to see eye to eye with Ron Rivera. He's a lame duck coach. That's why they're moving on from all of those previous draft picks from the old regime. They're moving forward with, uh, I don't know what parts are going to make it through the off season, but Ron Rivera certainly won't be the head coach of the next iteration of the commanders. And then, you the- know, how
0: that's true. You know why that's true is because, I mean, it's one thing to be like, well, we can't keep everybody. So sweat and, uh, and chase young, One he has to go. No, no, both go what the hell are you doing man those are those are actual assets you don't have to give everyone away there but anyway i mean you're absolutely des- right yeah, yeah. And, he did, and he leave. deserves
2: it too i remember everyone was like the tank for chase young draft and it's like well you passed up on tua and justin herbert and also the giants took andrew thomas who's a premier left tackle and chase young was traded for a, a, a you know a second day pick so uh they got more value for montez sweat who had way less hype coming uh, into the draft so he deserves to be fired and if you want uh, other college games I'm not necessarily call these best bets, but my leans. I like Missouri getting over two touchdowns. They're like getting 15 and a half. Last I saw versus Georgia. I think that'll be a tight game. And uh, Washington's offense is just too good for like the 90th ranked USC defense. So I, I like Washington in that game too. And then the bet that I... I, I sure didn't see the number on that. What is it? It's minus three last I saw for uh, Washington, giving three to uh, at USC. They'll be playing in the Coliseum. There's not going to be much of a home field advantage here. People are kind of giving up on SC. Um, again, 90th ranked defense versus a, a great Heisman pretend winner in michael Penix, so uh, i like watching. i'm not that putting
0: game. a gun to your head or anything spaghetti you get to choose the giants next quarterback or hench you get to choose the patriots next quarterback caleb williams or michael Penix.
2: oh i'd i'd hey. rather caleb caleb for has sure. been for michael, sure right Pen- i don't i don't like the michael Penix. the bonex michael Penix thing is like people wrote the book on them with their f- original college program and then now we're changing that not a fan of that. Caleb has been electric since he stepped foot, like for Oklahoma. Um, I'm not a, one of those prisoner moments like the uh, the Clemson fans. I, I think Caleb is actually going to be fine in the pros. I just, uh, but the Giants won't have a chance of getting him, and they're 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 committed to Dale Jones. So I'll, I'll it's be. Funny how for much a Spaghetti
0: years. seems to be singing songs about Clemson, but he's sure they're going to lose at home this weekend, right? I'm ben?
2: I'm I'm saying more about you. You have to be. <laughs> no. I would do anything to see Notre Dame be that consistently good and be in the playoff every single year and win multiple titles. Uh. When your program was doing nothing for a uh, hundred years, um, and then the last bet—this is one that we have to give out every single week—is just the the San Jose Sharks are 0, 08 and one. Uh, Penguins job. are playing them on Saturday. Give up the goal and a half, even if the Penguins are struggling. The the San Jose Sharks may be the worst team in the history of the NHL. So, what uh, if you bet this eighty-two what times? Homecoming for like the 65. greatest
4: defenseman in the league. <laughs> Only minus twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. Friday night, check it out, right? Or Saturday night? I, mean, I think Saturday which night. That one yeah, is Saturday. yeah, it's Saturday night. All right, listen. Go back, listen to Doug Kazarian earlier in the week. Some great stuff. Some uh, some wagering one hundred and one, in fact, from uh, Kazarian. Plus a great episode on extra points with Sarah Tiana and Mark Ellis. Really funny stuff. Our scroogiest sports opinions. We need to get Henschen's take on that on the next episode. Spaghetti. Let's do that. Listen to Spaghetti on Wavered Wire with Jen Piacente, all the great shows on the Extra Points Network, including the aforementioned Covered in Glory, Get Right for the Premier League, Lemon Pepper Parlay with Weiss and Gus. There are a lot of shows out there for you to listen to. Get to it. We'll talk to you next week. Meantime, please watch the 15 minute pregame show available on Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, and on YouTube. And until the other side of the sports weekend, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.